0: Ready to go batty? Good, then check out The Vampire Bat from 1933, an atmospheric vampire movie from the 1930s starring Lionel Atwill in the lead role of mad scientist, Dr. Otto Van Niemen. In The Vampire Bat, Atwill demonstrates that had the stars been aligned differently, he might've become a major horror movie star rather than just a supporting actor. Playing as he so often did, police inspectors in the Universal Frankenstein and Dracula movies. He delivers a fine performance in The Vampire Bat, and there's no reason to believe he couldn't have continued to play lead roles in future films with similar success. A small village is up in arms over a series of vampire like murders in which the victims have been drained of all their blood. Carl, the local police inspector, played by Melvin Douglas, doesn't believe in vampires and instead insists the crimes have been committed by a human culprit. His girlfriend, Ruth, played by Faye Ray, works for Dr. Van Nieman played by Lionel Atwill, whose strange experiments should have raised some eyebrows. But since he's such a respected member of the community, he escapes suspicion. Instead, the villagers accuse the town simpleton, Herman, played by Dwight Fry, of being the vampire since he loves bats and is seen regularly handling the creatures. The villagers chase Herman through the countryside with hunting dogs in a scene clearly reminiscent of the chase scene at the end of Frankenstein from 1931. In fact, if you happen to stumble upon this scene, Unaware of what you are watching, you might suspect you were seeing some long-lost footage from Frankenstein of the villagers chasing Henry Frankenstein's assistant, Fritz, also played by Dwight Fry. At the end of the chase, Herman falls from a cliff to his death, and the villagers then drive a stake through his heart. They are ecstatic that they have killed the vampire, but this only lasts a few hours until another victim is drained of blood. Eventually, Carl's investigation leads him to Dr. Van Nieman and he discovers that the doctor has been hypnotizing his assistant to commit these murders in order to obtain human blood for his experiments. The plot of The Vampire Bat is nothing new, nor is it very exciting. The screenplay by Edward T. Lowe, who also wrote the screenplays for House of Frankenstein 1944 and House of Dracula 1945, is average at best. And the biggest strike against the story is that it's not about a real vampire. Heck, it's not even about a real vampire bat. Director Frank Strayer does little at the helm to make this one stand out, as the vampire bat contains nary a memorable scene. The reason to watch the vampire bat is its cast. Lionel Atwill is more than satisfactory in the lead role as Dr. Van Nieman. Although Atwill's signature role His defining moment in horror cinema remains his one-armed police inspector in Son of Frankenstein, 1939, a supporting role. In the early 1930s, Atwood was getting lead roles, and he was shining in them, including 1933's Mystery of the Wax Museum, which also starred Fay Ray. He's a convincing mad scientist here in The Vampire Bat, sinister yet likable enough to hide his madness from those around him. Atwill does a good job of not going too over the top with the role. Also in the cast is Dwight Fry, who sadly was already being typecast in 1933 playing weird madmen. Fry, of course, stole the show as Renfield in the Lugosi Dracula, 1931, and nearly repeated the effort as Henry Frankenstein's hunchback assistant Fritz in Frankenstein, also 1931. Here he's Herman. The man who loves bats who tragically gets chased to his death because the villagers feared he was a vampire fry seemed to be able to play these parts in his sleep it was a busy year for faye ray in addition to appearing in both the vampire bat and the mystery of the wax museum in 1933 she also of course had a notable encounter with one mr king kong in king kong from 1933. interestingly enough Ray was not a natural blonde and wore a wig in King Kong. She has her natural brunette here in the vampire bat. Ray was actually a very good actress and could do a lot more than just scream. She's relaxed and very natural in the vampire bat. The other main star on hand was Melvin Douglas, who went on to make many, many movies and win two Academy Awards. He had starred the year before in the atmospheric Boris Karloff film, The Old Dark House, from 1932. And Douglas would return to the horror genre many years later with two notable performances, with George C. Scott in The Changeling from 1980 and in Peter Straub's Ghost Story in 1981. And then there's Lionel Belmore as the Burgomaster, playing nearly the same exact role he enacted in Frankenstein providing yet another connection to the Boris Karloff classic, as well as the fact that both films were shot on the same Universal Village set, giving both films similar exterior shots. When it comes to early 1930s vampire movies, I prefer Dracula, Mark of the Vampire from 1935, and Vampire from 1932 to The Vampire Bat, which doesn't have as much atmosphere or story as these three Classics, But it does have a great cast, including vintage Lionel Atwill. I like Atwill a lot, and it's a shame he didn't have substantial roles in more movies. He rarely disappoints. And for that matter, neither does The Vampire Bat. While it's not a classic of the genre, it is a showplace for some terrific performers working at the top of their craft. This In the Spooklight column was originally published in 2010 in the official newsletter of the Horror Writers Association. It was recently republished in those same pages in November, 2021.